0: Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler and the Gambler. Already heading into week 12 of the NFL season. This is Kevin, joined as always by co-host Dan. Dan, how are we doing on this Thursday evening? Oh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Good to hear. Uh, After week 12, you could see the playoff picture really starting to take shape in both conferences, which we will touch on later and obviously we'll touch on the past weeks' games, but before we do that, let's hit some headlines. So, I feel like this happened three weeks ago, but it actually happened about maybe three hours after we finished recording last week with the whole. Yep. Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph. Steelers offensive line, crew, brawl, I was and so, the whole helmet thing. So I, I was so upset I didn't actually see it live because... You mean you weren't watching a 21-7 game no, of this game? <laughs> I,
1: no, I was, but I figured at that point there was no way that the Browns weren't going to cover the three for me, so I went to bed, and then subsequently I woke up the next morning, and you texted me, did you see the mayhem in Cleveland? And I was like, shit, I must have went to bed five minutes too early. But after seeing it live, I mean, you know... I know we're the last ones to really be touching on this, since ESPN, Fox, and every other major sports telecast has already touched on it. Um, listen, you saw Mason Rudolph try to rip his helmet off. Um, Miles Garrett took it to another level. I mean, let's let's be real. You're probably the strongest guy on your team, offense or defense. You're picking on the other team's backup quarterback. Uh, you you basically ripped him up by the helmet. Uh, taunted him a little bit while his offensive lineman was trying to stand between the two of them, and then you sucker-smacked uh, him with his own helmet. I mean, like, what is going through your head at that point in time? You're the number one overall draft pick. You're a great offensive talent. You know, he broke Luke Falk's foot, and I know it was inadvertent, but Trevor still. Trevor Simeon. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Luke Falk. So we got the, to see Luke. Luke Falk. Falk was the one who came in. Much to everyone that reached for the Jets. Yeah. Luke Luke Falk was the one who came in after he broke Trevor. And Trevor Simeon is thinking, man, I got a new, I got a new opportunity here. I'm on the Jets. You know, I'm going to play until Sam's back from his kissing problem. And you know, he plays two quarters and Miles Garrett breaks it. And I mean, Miles Garrett I think leads the league in late hits calls. I mean, you just I don't can, know. The Browns are the league in penalties. So well, I mean, the Browns lead the league surprising. in a lot of negative categories. Honestly, I think Miles Garrett 100% was in the wrong for doing what he did. Um, you know, you cannot hit him. I mean, if he hits him with the crown of that helmet and Mason Rudolph's head starts bleeding, you know, we're talking about a whole other thing. I thought it was a little extreme. I heard a, saw a lot of people on Twitter start posting assaults, criminal charges. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here based on what had actually happened. I think Miles Garrett's 100% in the wrong. Um, and then you heard today that just came out. That he was talking about that Mason Rudolph made him do it because he 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 muttered a racial slur to him. I'm sorry, Miles. If he muttered a racial slur and it was that bad and that offensive to you, why didn't you bring it up, you know, last Friday or Saturday or Sunday when this was still a hot topic? You waited until the league denied your appeal and then said it? I, I don't know. That just doesn't sit well with me. It seems like he's upset and he's just trying to pull any sort of card he possibly can Uh I don't know. Your thoughts? Yeah, because they suspended him for the rest of the season, so now
0: he's not getting paid. And they didn't really set a deadline to the suspension. I think you should get 10 games. I think you should get the remaining six of this season, yeah. plus the first four of next year, and then you can come back after that. Yeah, I've Which is that. like an eternity because I don't know what the suspension rules are as far as training camp and preseason. I believe you actually can play in preseason, so mm-hmm. at least they will have somewhat of football shape, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on the suspension because I know Golden Tate was out there playing for the Giants in preseason, but uh, I can't think of another example But other guys. Sometimes they ban you from being around the team or being at team facilities. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of detrimental to the team, but nonetheless, I think it should be that's a, that's a you problem well, now, Miles. Well, well, I think you should be spending the rest okay. of the season, well, having the four a, games next year, and then we'll go forward from there.
1: Having a fertility issue and, and right, that's intentionally why I think hitting a guy with a helmet are two right. different
0: things. Yeah, that's why I think it's different. Um, Ramification, or But protocol. honestly,
1: it, it's just terrible. Now, let me ask you this. So football, you only got 16 games in a season once a week. Let's say we're in hockey. Uh, I think this happened actually, Chris Simon for the capitals I want to say about ten years ago swung and hit another player in the in the chin or the neck area or something with his stick. I believe he got fifteen games, fifteen games in a hockey season of eighty two games versus ten games in a football season yeah, of it's like, of sixteen it 's like it 's like two games. Yeah, I mean more or less. Yeah. So, you know, or, or or let's say a baseball player hits another baseball player with a with the bat in the leg or the back or something. Do you you know, do you suspend him for let's say it happens in game 50. Are you sitting him for the other 102 games? 112 games? I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell cuz you only you only see the football players once a week. So, to I mean, 6 games doesn't seem like a lot, but that's the rest of his season versus baseball where if you say 6 games, that's like a week. You know what I'm saying? So it's like,
0: yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, and you know, baseball's policies, uh, for like PDs and stuff, I think is fifty, a hundred, and then lifetime ban. So um, nobody's actually hit each other with a bat, I don't think. Yeah, not that I can remember. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, obviously, if hockey players are swinging sticks at guys' heads, yeah, then that's a whole other story, mm-hmm. and. You know, I think you should be suspended at least half the season. Wasn't there the guy that punched someone in the back of the head and then he had Todd Bertuzzi, I think? Yes. What was his suspension, do you remember? Uh, Didn't he sucker, like, the, like he, half the season or a whole I, season? or
1: I don't recall. He sucker punched the guy in the back of the head when he wasn't looking and the guy went down like a bag of potatoes and then hit his head again on the ice, so... I honestly can't remember uh, what the Todd Tuch- yeah, I mean, Ruchusi suspension was.
0: I get it; it's competitive here at the moment, but it's like, dude, you like, got to control. Yourself. Once the helmet comes off and you start swinging it, it's like, all right, like there's obviously a line that you cross, like right. cursing, pu- pushing, shoving, even maybe even punching. You know, that's one thing, but like once you
1: start using a helmet as a weapon, it's like, all right, bro, like James Harrison, who former Steeler, um, you know, played with a little bit of an edge. I saw a tweet by him last week when they were talking about it. He said. Uh, you know that happens on the street. Six months jail time. You know, you hit somebody in the head like an aggravated assault or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, this technically going, at like. And I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like, okay, well, you're a defensive lineman player. You know, so that's Miles Garrett. But then you're a Steeler, so I guess you're kind of siding with the Steelers on this one. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, this is technically a workplace thing, which probably yeah. makes it worse. So. I don't know if you want to call, it, you know, the NFL workplace isn't like uh, corporate America office. Space, but Mason Rudolph's so.
1: playing this weekend, right? He's not missing any time. He's, he's no, still lined only, up to start. Uh,
0: only Pouncey's missing
1: his, two games. Yeah, his, reduced his suspension from got
0: dropped from three to two, and I think there was another guy that got one, but I can't.
1: Yeah, uh, Bogey or whatever. Oh, he's in the Browns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. I, don't, I don't remember what his name is, but... I mean, that dude coming and pushing the quarterback, the smallest dude on the field from behind, and, like, standing over him. Like, yeah, you're real tough. Yeah. You got 40, uh, 50, 80 pounds on the quarterback. He's not looking. Without his helmet on, and you come and push him down and give him a look. Did you see the offensive lineman for uh, Pittsburgh stand up and get in his face and be like, dude, what are you doing? You, you didn't see him pushing that guy as yeah. he's towering over him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a joke. Honestly... There's no reason that any of that stuff should ever happen in the game. It's a bad look for the NFL. I was watching CNBC News, which is stock markets and business, and they were talking about it. Yeah, whenever- when was the last time you saw a football game that was really good and it was like 30-27 in overtime and somebody outside of a sports network talked about it? No, it's only when it's like atrocious like this. Right. So that's all I got to say about that. Miles Garrett, 100% his fault. Um, you got to control yourself. Ten games or more? I mean, I don't think you can go more than that. I mean, the, the six games for the rest of this year, uh, you want to push it into eight maybe next year, ten. I I don't see how you can go more than that i I'd be 10.
0: curious if this happened in week four, right? Because, I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's easy right. to say rest of the season now because there's only six games left. But it, it would be interesting to
1: see how it would shape out if this was week three or four. You saw that he had to meet with Goodell prior to being reinstated. And, I mean... When you do the appeal, Goodell's yeah. not here in your appeal. That's Troy Vincent right. and uh John Runyon and the rest of the guys in the NFL uh PA and you know all that right. stuff. Um the NFL office. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So now you got um you gotta to talk to Goodell about it, you know, and we know he's not very easy on players, you know, mm-hmm. he's doing what's best for the league and what's best for the owners, and he's yeah. not really a players uh um commissioner, so so I guess we'll we'll, we'll see, see. What, we'll see
0: what happens. I'm just Doesn't glad we're help the Browns' about...
1: uh, slim playoff chances. Yeah, I mean I'm just glad we're talking about something other than Antonio Brown.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things uh, off the field issues, uh, um, we didn't really touch on this last week, although we knew it was happening, and now it obviously has happened. The whole Colin Kaepernick workout mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I mean I, I don't know. This whole thing is like a clown show. I don't feel like anyone's ever going to sign this guy just because he's been blacklisted by the NFL. Well, yeah, that, but it's kind of like uh, a couple of years ago, probably a decade ago now. I don't know, a while ago. With Tebow, right? Like whenever Tebow comes in, it's just a circus of media. And to your point about like CNBC, right? Like these are the people that now are attracting people outside of just the football or sports world. That you know, looking at it from an owner, coach, general manager, team position, you know. It's bad enough you got to answer a lot of stupid questions from the media and, uh, you know, deal with outside distractions. And now you've got people coming in that know little to nothing about sports to get the whole thing about, right. uh, you know, is he going to play? Like, what's he doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Is, uh, you know, what, what, and then other guys will probably get asked on what's your stance on what Colin does and kneeling for the flag and... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Social sh- social injustice. So it just brings in more distractions to an already, you have enough distractions just dealing with the yeah. sports media. So, I mean, I mean let's they, run through it. They move the they move the workout from. Uh, I think there was going to be the Falcons practice facility yeah. to...
1: The NFL said, hey, we want you to do it on Saturday. And Colin was like, we'd rather you do it on Tuesday because Saturday all the high-profile people are typically attending the games. Yeah, and if you, work at, anybody, if if
0: you work at anybody, it's on a Tuesday. Exactly. So that's an off day.
1: So then the NFL was like, no, it's got to be Saturday and it's got to be at the Atlanta Falcons practice facility. So then they and I said, think they
0: called Colin on Tuesday, like, hey, what are you doing Saturday?
1: Yeah, and then they said, and by the way, there's no media allowed. So he's like, wait, I got to show up in Atlanta on two... I don't know where he's living. I mean, he was... Right, I don't know. I mean, he was in California with the Niners. I mean, I figure he maybe has a house out there. Everybody else does. So they're like, you got to be in Atlanta. You got to do it on Saturday. And you're not allowed to have any media. And he's like, well... You know, I want to get a record of this, you know, so then he's like, no, 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 I'm moving it to a local high school in Atlanta and I'm allowing the media. And then when he's having the conversation, like he wasn't taking any questions, but he made a statement. He's like, I've been ready for three years, you know, recognize the injustice that's going on. It's like, dude, it's like, I understand you want to be an advocate for e-school and social rights, but it's like, if you want to be in the NFL, you can still have that feeling. But maybe you don't want to say that on an interview or, or a workout that's going to happen for the NFL players. Like I mean, we're we're what two years removed from the kneeling incident now? It, it's been I think two so. or three years. Cap
0: hasn't played since twenty sixteen, but yes, I mean the yeah, kneeling thing went right. on so after we're, that.
1: So we're two or three, yeah, because he started and everybody else jumped on the bandwagon. So it's like honestly, it's it's a circus. I don't know what they were doing in the first place. The NFL has been blacklisting him for years. Um, I feel like they're I feel like the NFL's just trying to save some face. They're giving the guy an opportunity to do it, but I mean, the only time it's going to actually happen is if somebody gives him a chance to play and he gets signed to a contract. I mean, Eric Reed was his right-hand man. He's playing. He's in Carolina right now. You know, right. like, I, I I, don't know. And I don't understand. I mean, there are so many teams in the NFL right now that could use a quarterback. I mean, there's, there's, like, garbage starters for, like, 10 NFL teams. But the NFL doesn't want somebody preaching that. So that's where the disconnect comes. I don't even know why they set the set the workout up.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as him as a player, I think a lot of us – A romanticizing Super Bowl cap, the one year he went to the Super Bowl with the Niners. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if there's enough Harbaugh sample size outside of San Francisco, since that was really his only professional gig, Mm -hmm. to say that he's a quarterback whisperer, he brings the best out of quarterbacks, but... He's not bringing the best out of Shea Patterson right now. Yes, a couple couple little stats on, on Kaepernick. With Harbaugh, he was 25-14 and 14 as a starter. In the two seasons after, with Jim Tom Sula and <laughs> Chip Kelly the one year, he was 3-16 and 16 as a starter. So it wasn't exactly light in the world on fire. Now, his stats weren't terrible, but, I mean, his career completion percentage is below 60%, and he only averages 212 passing yards for every game that he started. So, I mean, his explosiveness came from running and, you know, he was kind of like a little Lamar Jackson-y, pre-Lamar Jackson, right? He, right. He... You know, trying to defend him throwing the ball, even though he's not that accurate, but his running was really where he separate. I remember he had the huge run in the playoff game against Green Bay, and I think he ran for a hundred plus yards in a couple of playoff games, but he's thirty two now so I mean I don't know how much of that explosiveness is is there now. I still think that he could be at least a backup in the league because I mean we see guys like Nick Falk, as we mentioned earlier on the Jets, who Luke was just Falk. Luke. Nick Foles, Luke Falk. Uh, Whatever. The Jets' third stringer who was... (laughs) Nick Falk's a kicker. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. So, um, you know, the Jets... He was on my fantasy team. There's number one. Okay. (laughs) Who had 12 minutes? Uh, The Jets' third string quarterback who was obviously a train wreck, but, I mean, when you're not... This isn't like Peyton Manning in his prime trying to get back in the league, right? Like, there would be a certain talent level... You put up with the nonsense in the circus, and I don't think he's necessarily there yet. And would you re- with, with the circus that he would you he rather ends. have
1: him over Ryan Finley? Would you rather have him over Jeff Driscoll? Would you rather have him over Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, Marcus Allen, you know, <laughs> Mr. Allen, Tim Allen? I don't know. I mean, like, trust me, there would be a spot yeah, for him there's, to there's a, there's a cutoff somewhere, yeah, yeah. I mean, there would be, so I, you know, but I don't think he's as. I don't think his career
0: ended as well as everyone remembers. Everyone remembers the beginning parts, which were great. And he, you know, don't get me wrong, he went to the Super Bowl the next year. They lost that NFC Championship game in Seattle on the tip pass by Richard Sherman. So, yeah, he did have a good run, but it didn't end so well. So it's not like he went out with a bang. Let's see what happens. All right. Speaking of quarterback. Let's get to a football on the field story. (laughs) Okay. So I know we don't talk a lot about college football, but uh, Tua Tungabailoa, which was you know the whole tank for Tua, which I think was the dolphins, or at least the <laughs> dolphins fans yeah. mantra in the beginning of the year, uh, obviously uh,
1: dislocated, broke, I don't know the exact. He had a hip pointer and a dislocated hip. From what I understand, the bone of the hip went through the back wall that keeps it there, and I'll, as soon as I heard that, all I thought about was Bo Jackson.
0: Yeah, they say it's the exact same injury, but they say that I mean, you know, Bo Jackson was 30 years ago, so A, I'm sure the technology is better, and he, B, yeah, he's already had surgery. Doctors didn't know what Bo Jackson had, so Bo Jackson kept playing on it, and then he wasn't getting blood flow and the whole deal of the hip. So right. they are expecting to to make a full recovery. Um, that still has to hurt his draft stock, though. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I mean, if you were to, uh, would you consider staying another year at Alabama and rehabbing? And I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. You hear that this this QB class... He's a for, junior now, right? Yeah, he could come yeah. back another year. I, I got you. You hear that Um, this QB class is kind of loaded. They got uh, Burrow. Burrow from LSU, Fields Herbert. from Ohio State, Herbert. from um, from Georgia. From. So, I mean, there's, there's Even good your boy
1: guys. Ian Book might get a look.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's good guys coming out this year, and like you said, it might hurt your draft stock. It might not. I mean, obviously it depends on how healthy is the recovery time, who's drafting at the top, yada, yada, yada. So I'm I'm curious if he would stay another year. You know
1: what I equate this to? Jalen Smith. Remember Jalen Smith on um, Notre Dame? Yes. Hurt his, hurt his hip, okay? No, it was an ACL. But Whatever. Yeah. Hurt his leg? Yeah, in a bowl game, so he was going to miss exactly. the season. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you were taking a...
1: a- so- flyer. He that. was predicted to go top five, and Jerry Jones took a, a, a risk or a chance on him in the second round, and they got him, and I think he's worked out quite well because he, him, and Van Der Esch and everybody leading that defense. So that's what I equate it to. So you got two options if you're Tua. If you come back next year and you play and you perform really well, then I feel like your draft stock and your draft status goes up again.
0: And next year you do have to compete against Trevor Lawrence, who's who will be coming out as well.
1: Yeah, Exactly. This year, if you say, I'm not, if, if you pull what, uh, what Nick Bosa did and just say, I'm done playing, I'm going to wait for the draft and see. Now you got the GMs thinking, okay, this guy just went down with a season ending injury. We haven't seen him. We don't know if he's going to rehab. I think if he comes back and plays and he's successful, it's going to help his stock. And if he just comes out and says, you know what, I'm just going to take my chances in the draft, you're going to have to f- have a few teams that are going to be able to take a chance on him because. You know, especially if it's a first-round pick. I mean, if he falls to second or third, somebody will easily jump in there. But no one's going to waste a first-round pick on a guy who's not that big and who's just coming off a pretty serious injury that ended his season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the two sides of the coin are, if you're not getting drafted in the top five and you're getting drafted in 20th or into the second round, obviously you're losing a whole lot of money there, right? Right. But you've kind of already showed over the past couple years that you're, I wouldn't call him brittle, but he had the high ankle sprain last year before the national championship game got their doors blown off by Clemson, I don't know how injured he was, had the high ankle sprain again this year, and now has this. So he's a smaller guy, he's showing that he's injury prone, so if you come back next year and play for Alabama, Mm -hmm. you could get injured again. And and now your career could be over, or you're kind of throwing up a real red flag there. It's like, hey, this is the third year in a row this guy who's a little undersized got injured, a lot of NFL teams might be like, hmm, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll look somewhere else. And this
1: wasn't even his first injury of this year. He had ankle surgery in week three or four or five. And I, they showed a graphic of it on TV yeah. where they actually inserted screws in to keep the uh, femur and the tibula together. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but yeah. I mean, it looked painful. And now you got this hip on the. I mean, this guy's almost damaged goods. You know, it's like after a car ac- gets in a car accident, it's never the same.
0: Do you think he can play in the NFL? I mean, he's small and mobile, which kind of seems to be the direction I the was league's kind of moving. Yeah.
1: But- Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. You don't Deshaun even have Watson. to be Lamar
0: Jackson, but you can't be Eli Manning or Philip Rivers and just be a statue back there and just get killed because it It seems like offensive lines just aren't as good as they used to be or there's not as much put into them. Or the defensive them. lines are better. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to have some mobility. He, he, I think too would be above average from a mobility standpoint. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of things where I don't think he could play the next level, too. He could be a left-handed – or Steve Young was left-handed. So yeah. he could be like Steve Young. So, I mean, you watch a little bit more culture ball than me. Do you think he could play the next level? Because I hear he's very accurate. I, I watch mean, him occasionally. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, if Kyler Murray can come into the league and be sustainable for the next two to three years and still have a job – then the whole six foot four, 230, rock-and-arm quarterback thing has changed. I mean, th- th- think about the quarterbacks that we have in the league. Everybody that's basically playing is pretty mobile, is of all the guys who have come out. Even Baker moves around a little bit, despite the fact that he doesn't get rid of the ball and makes some poor decisions when he throws it. Deshaun Watson is mobile. Um, Lamar Jackson is obviously mobile. Kyler Murray. So I, I think too, a Ken, I mean, he's definitely bigger and uh, you know, he's thick. Like you look at the guy, he's got some thick legs, he's not yeah. overly tall. I mean, listen, he's I think. He's also probably
0: standing behind five All Americans on the offensive line, which okay, he but... won't be doing that.
1: Sure. So take Trevor Lawrence, though. Dude's yeah. six foot five, he's probably uh two hundred pounds, maybe he's a skinny dude. I mean, I'd be much more worried on that than I would be on Tua, despite the fact that, you know, he's already been injured. Um, I think I think the best thing for Tua is to really just take the rest of this year off. Come back next year. I think he should come back to Alabama. I think he should you think do it. You should. I, I do. Because if he just tries to risk it and come out, if he gets picked up by a shit franchise like the Bengals and they don't, you know, to tutor him as well as he should, I mean, he's going to go from playing at the number one team in the country, theoretically, with Nick Saban as your coach, to Zach Taylor. Oh, and well, he's probably be fired by next year anyway. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if, if you don't get... Well, I mean, get, that's the way it get, works when you're good. You go to the shit teams. Yeah, if you don't get put into a good situation... I mean, I think I, I think coaching has a lot to do with your success rate, hundred percent. Let me ask you a question: Is Alabama going to miss the college football playoff for the first time? Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Because they say they're not—they're only measuring you on your resume. But <laughs> Alabama without Tua, yes, isn't a, as much of a
1: draw. You have to beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl, then you have to, uh, and LSU is in the same. As, yeah, they're, they're not playing in the SEC Championship game. Hold on. If LSU loses... They'll
0: both have one loss, and LSU beat them straight up. So Alabama is not playing in the SEC okay, Championship game. Okay, so then, game. yeah, they
1: don't have a chance.
0: Their best chance is LSU beats Georgia, who's currently four. <laughs> they drop out, and then Oregon loses somewhere along the way. Or You know who Oregon lost lost to? Auburn. First game of the year. Yeah, Oregon's going to play Utah probably in the Pac-12, and then... <laughs> We'll see how that shakes out, but I mean, are they going to
1: throw a pack? Are they going to throw a pack twelve team in? Has a pac twelve team ever made it? Didn't Oregon play uh Oh yeah, Oregon. Jameis Winston. Yes, a couple years Mariota. Ago? That was yeah. mm-hmm. before they both, you know, came. To the I mean, NFL it was the first year of the playoff. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the pack twelve
0: has kind of been frowned upon. Yeah, it's all about Big Ten, SEC, Clemson. Because I mean, I won't say ACC. I'll say Clemson. Yeah, the SEC is, is the only
1: division to ever have two teams in the playoff. At the usually, same time. there's a Big
0: Twelve team that gets in. Oklahoma's been in the past couple of years. Obviously, there's five major conferences and four playoff spots, so someone's got to get left out. And for, in the past couple of years, it's been...
1: For God's sakes, wealth. the uh, the national championship game in 2017 was Alabama-Georgia. Yeah, and you last
0: know, year's SEC championship game, it was really good. Yeah, again, Honestly, but-
1: I'm, I'm pulling for LSU this year. I think the fact that they've actually come at... Ed Orgeron's got them out of their shell as far as playing offense and having a quarterback who can throw instead of that whole ground and pound and defense, which is what LSU's been playing for the last... You know, however right. long it's been, I'm 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 all for Joe Burrow and them, and I I mean at that LSU Alabama game was the best college football game of the year thus far.
0: So. Yeah, I think so, Tua, yeah. I think Tua should stay uh, in college as well. I yep, mean
1: another year he's gotta because I don't even think he'll be able to work at the combine. So it's like yeah, yeah. what's he gonna do? He can't run the forty. I mean you got to come back. You you'll get a couple of cupcakes uh, first three games of the year next year with Saban. You'll be able to kind of get your bearings underneath you. I, I say he goes back, tries to put on a show, and, you know, kind of test it out. Yeah. All right,
0: let's get into the NFL from week 11. Last 11, week, yes. Touch on a couple of games. So first one I'll touch on, the 1 o'clock slot. The Ravens-Texans
1: was all supposed to wow. be a good game, and then yeah.
0: someone forgot to tell the Texans
1: to show up. Let me tell you my perspective on that real quick, and then you can take it. So 7 nothing Baltimore, okay? It's a fourth and two. Deshaun Watson throws a ball deep fade to the end zone to DeAndre Hopkins. Was that pass interference in your eyes? Yes. 100% it was, too. And I bet on that game. I was one of my best bets of the week. This is my feeling, and people are going to sit here and be like, yeah, okay. Let's say that gets called first and goal, then it goes in. It's 7-7 at this point. Mindset is different for both teams. Houston says we're on the board. Baltimore says, shit, we just gave up a touchdown. I I I strongly believe that it's a better game at that point. Bill O'Brien rightfully throws the challenge flag and says, you know what? I think that was pass interference. And the NFL says, nope. It wasn't. We didn't see anything. It's like, you didn't see anything. He got tackled. His hand was on his hip in his jersey the entire time. And then before the ball even got there, he tackled him. So I thought that was a bullshit call. I was sitting on your couch. I knew at that point that my bet was probably screwed. And then it went on to be 14 nothing, and then a whole lot to a whole little.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see the final score of 41-7. And I do agree the call was atrocious. But I don't think it would have affected the outcome. Maybe the game was a little bit closer. I don't know.
1: It would have been closer I, for I, longer.
0: Everything's obviously hypothetical at this point, but... I mean that's a tough position for coaches to be in because when you see something that you've been in football your entire life and that is about as blatant as it comes outside of last year's NFC Championship game. How can you not throw the flag, right? Like right. screw, damn it if you do, damn it if you don't. I mean, I guess it's not his fault if he does, but if he doesn't do, everyone's like, oh, how can he not throw it? That definitely would have gotten overturned. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you kind of have to throw it and at least give it a go.
1: So but, after that, but then it's like, yeah. What the hell? you kidding me? After that happened, and then Twitter blows up, and that's a terrible call. NFL probably caught wind of that because later on in that day, because that was one of the 1 o'clock games that happened in the first quarter, two got overturned. uh, Richard Sherman was one of them because I I think he didn't – or no, he he did pass interfere, and it wasn't called, and then the Arizona coach challenged it, and then it was called pass interference. So it's like – I feel like the NFL is like kind of being like, no, look, we we overcharged some of them, yeah. They but it's like, w- they yeah, but w- not the one that was more blatant. They woke up in the office. Yeah, I mean that was crap. I mean, listen, Lamar Jackson. I even said at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to eat my words for this. I said Lamar Jackson is going to regress. The NFL teams are going to get him. Now he's the leading favorite for I'm MVP. I'm just waiting for a
0: letdown week from Baltimore. I, I mean, I was my be god, the Bengals—they blew them out, and then I'm like, all right, well, at least we got to run for the money against the Texans. It's okay. They're at nope. Jared
1: Goff and the Rams this week. I expect a big game from Goff. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with
0: that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, they continue to impress, and obviously the Lamar MVP train yeah, has been all rolling. the uh, narrative all week. And
1: Deshaun got him in college when he was at Clemson I'll, I'll... and played Ellis and uh, Louisville, and then Lamar got him back in the pros. They're one and one against each other. Yeah. So I mean, that's all. That's all you can say. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. The Texans got their doors blown off, and I, you know. Yeah. Uh the four o'clock
0: slot or four thirty slot brought us Pat's Eagles. Eagles blew a ten nothing lead. That was one of my best bets, the Eagles and, and the Patriots. They couldn't hold ten nothing lead at home, but yeah. I mean I, I think the Patriots are in trouble with that offense. I mean they needed a trick play from Julian Edelman to score a touchdown and I <laughs> they they only put up seventeen points, three
1: field goals. I, I get it. Yeah. That, yeah yeah. I, I mean, mean but the defense played outstanding they're only giving up 10 points a game, New England's defenses, this year. And you know what? Tom and that offense have been rolling for years. And this is this is like the complete opposite. I'm sorry, no, this is the same thing that Peyton Manning faced. The year they won this he won his first Super Bowl in Denver. He he didn't do shit that year. Right. He was like horrible. Him, even in the Super Bowl, he didn't do that much. The defense and Von Miller won him the game. So Yeah, Von Miller was MVP. Exactly. So that's what happens. I mean. I, I picked Patriots to win that game and cover, and they did. I, I don't know what everybody was thinking. Belichick uh, off of a loss, off of a bye, uh, playing somebody that defeated him in the Super Bowl. There's only two teams that have actually beat him in the Super Bowl, and they're both in the NFC East. I, I, I don't know what anybody was thinking going the opposite way, but, you know.
0: Well, maybe if Nelson Aguilar could catch a pass, I don't think he's caught a big pass since he was no. drafted. The Eagles uh, have been, we've been having a, We've been having a different conversation. So the Patriots, I mean, who's out there every week besides Julian Edelman? Dorsett was.
1: <laughs> Dorsett Thomas. got a
0: concussion in this game. Yeah, uh, Sanu hurt his ankle. He left the yeah, but game. they have
1: a they have a carousel of running backs. Sony Michelle can't break a tackle. Sony Michelle. You got Rex Burkhead. You got um, James White. James White. was really just and you got uh, is Brandon Bolden still there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I think so. My God, it's like they just Bill's just like get the next guy up, get the next guy up. Yeah, do I mean, your
0: do your job.
1: Yeah, I mean Rex. But Burkhead, I mean the,
0: the Eagles are kind of in the similar similar situation. The defense has started to play much better. They're lacking playmakers. Except for Zach Ertz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alshon's been out, and when he's been out there, he's been on half a leg. Nelson Aguilar can't catch a cold, and um, Deshaun Jackson's been out Alshon since, Alshon like... Jeffrey. Did I just say him? Or did I say Deshaun Jackson? I think you said Deshaun. Oh, well, I meant to say... Uh, Deshaun Alshon, Alshon been... jeffrey has been out there. Hasn't been out there, and when he is, he's on one leg. And Deshaun Jackson's been out since week two. Right. And even Jordan Howard missed this game. Yeah. So they were missing players as well. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I wouldn't count the Eagles out. I still think they can make a run. But I just don't think... I think they can actually win the division. and I mean, I think we've been saying this all week, or all year, that we, we eventually think they're going to pass Dallas at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they have the... Unless they get people back, I don't think they have the, the talent to make a playoff run like they did last year. Last year they won in Chicago. They should have won in New Orleans if Jeffrey doesn't let that pass up through his hands. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl year before. But, I mean, their remaining schedule is home against Seattle this week, which is... A huge game, because you would think that Dallas would lose in New England, you would think, and then they play at Miami, the Giants at Washington, the Giants home again. against Dallas, and then at the Giants, so I mean <laughs> they got a, they have four cupcakes and they're home for Seattle and Dallas, so they could potentially go five and one, that would put them at uh ten and six, and depending on if they win that Dallas game right. Yeah, no. I we agree. talked about this. How Dallas has no tiebreakers because they've lost to Minnesota. Now they've lost to New Orleans. They've lost to. They've uh, lost to all the good teams and beaten all the crap. Yeah, I can't think of who their other loss was to. I know they lost to the Jets, but obviously that's out of conference. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like if Dallas has to go for a wild card, they're going to be left out in the cold because there's. They they lost all those tiebreaker games, yeah, which are also conference losses. Oh, and they lost to Green Bay. Yeah, of course, the other good team. So, don't count the Eagles out yet. Big no, I mean I'm, not. Week, I'm but, not. All right, I don't know. New England could be duping us, as they do every year, or this could be the a crack in the the shield of the New England dynasty. But let's hope so. I'm not uh, sick of the New England dynasty. I'm not counting them out yet. Last game I just wanted to touch on was Monday Night Football and the Chiefs Chargers. It's funny, I don't even know where to start. Oh my why god. Philip, I know where to start. Why does Philip Rivers always get a pass? Oh. He's been like, if this was Eli Mang throwing four picks in prime time, he would have gotten his ass ripped out on every show all week. And Philip Rivers, like, I don't get it.
1: Because he, he it, shows it, emotion. Do they, feel,
0: do they feel bad that he's never won a Super Bowl? Maybe. I do. Is he just the gutsy guy that played that one AFC title game like 12 years ago on a torn ACL? Like, is it because he never missed a start? Like, I get it. I get Philip Rivers has had a great career and he's got Moxie and all the other stuff, but it's like, dude. You throw picks, like, Seven. Second, to, second to none. Seven in his last He's two got games. 14 this year. Second to Jameis. Seven in his last and, I mean, two games. Yeah. Trust so, me. I know. I mean, I
1: started to Both hear... Both division l- opponents. I
0: started to hear a little bit about, like, oh, the Chargers are done. It's like, well, the Chargers built to win now. What's your other option? Like, you didn't draft a quarterback. You don't got a, a Danny Dimes on the bench or a Dwayne Haskins or someone else. there. you're like, oh, let's go to this guy. Like, what are the Chargers going to do? They kind of have to stick with them. Yeah. But... I just think it's. They fun- got
1: Tyrod Taylor backing him up. What are you kidding me?
0: I just think it's funny how the like, <laughs> how the media controls these narratives where it's like, oh yeah, tough break for the Chargers.
1: It's like tough break if 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 you give a good interview after the game and you're emotional and you know you say the right things, people give you a pass. I mean it's. I mean Peyton Manning got a pass too. I mean people liked him. Eli didn't, and he's won two Super Bowl MVPs. And the reason being is he stands up there, and he's like, no, I mean, I, I you know I, you know. It, it's Listen, I love Philly Ribs. He's my fantasy quarterback, second mention. He, I mean, my God, he, he had the opportunity to beat the Raiders. You told me he threw seven incompletions and then a pick. Then this week...
0: He threw a 50-yard pass in the final drive yeah, of the game. Yeah,
1: I, I, I checked then, it out. So I fell asleep. It was 24-17 with like six minutes left, right? He's too- I'm, all they got to do... And I had the over, of course. All they had to do was come down a the score. They're at the 15-yard line yeah. against the Chiefs' defense, and you're not even at Arrowhead. You're in fucking Mexico.
0: Yeah, and you would have thought that the—
1: And he throws a pick. His fourth of the game. That's one a quarter. I know. I was, like, and it's disgusted. Not like... I was like, I, I, you know what? You, you've you all heard me back in, you know, the Chargers. Put a fork in them. They're done.
0: Yeah, and it's not like Philip Rivers was a rookie. Like, if this was Daniel Jones— I would just be like, oh, you know, rookie mistakes, learning curve. It's like, bro, you've been in the league. Veteran. yeah, Bro, your learning curve's over. You're in the downward
1: curve. I, I, I don't know.
0: But, I, 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 I mean, it's, we touched upon the, the blind QB resume last week, right? Yeah. It's funny how the narratives are, like, controlled by the media, I feel like, or, I don't know, controlled by the fans, controlled by Twitter. I don't know who controls them, but, like, perfect example, right? Kirk Cousins, 250 pass yards a game, 21 TDs, three picks. Those are his stats for the year. Who does everyone pick for MVP besides Lamar Jackson? Russell Wilson. 273 a game, 23 touchdowns, two picks. Pretty much identical stats. Has Kirk Cousins ever been brought up as a dark horse candidate for MVP?
1: Only on no. only on lock it in by Clay Travis and everybody laughs at him. Yeah. Well, exactly, <laughs> and he gets laughed
0: at. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. 272. Are you advocating for Mr. Uh, Kirk Cousins? 2 Rodgers, 272 yards a game, 17 touchdowns, two picks. So similar stats, right? But I'm not advocating for Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying like like how much of this is narr- Is well, the guy gives a good interview? You want no, no, answer? Or, or it's, and I think I touched on this a w- couple weeks ago, where we like to give it to new people, right? Like, oh, Lamar Jackson, that's a fun story. He got passed on. He was the fifth quarterback of that QB class, and now he's ripped up the league. And don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson has been playing outstanding, and he and if he wins it, totally deserve it. But it, 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 it seems like these awards are kind of...
1: Of course. It's all subjective. They're all opinions. It's the Sports Writers Association who has who has votes. How do you think these things get done? That's that's how it gets done. So yeah, if you're likable, you get votes. If you're Kirk Cousins and you're, how about that? I mean, listen, let me answer it. So Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl MVP, almost won a second Super Bowl, and I mean, you can, th- there's not a thing you can tell me that's bad about he didn't him. He won a Super Bowl MVP. Sure, but he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. could have won a second one. There's not a thing you can tell me about him. He's the type of guy you want your daughter to date. But I think,
0: like, once again, I think this goes back to narrative, right? Yeah. Good-looking guy, says the right things, ends every freaking interview I've ever seen with Go Hawks. And... Yeah. Nice guy, and... He got paid this year and he's carrying the team, so he's kind of living up to his end of the bargain. So it's like, oh, Russell's a good guy. Like, we could, we could throw him a bone for MVP. He would have been great. And in New same York. thing with Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is more of a comeback story. Like, he had a couple down years. He had the thing with McCarthy that made the playoffs in a couple family of years. Issues. Yeah, and now he's 8 and 2 and ripping up the league again. It's like, oh, we love a comeback story. Let's put him in there. But it's like, Kirk Cousins, nah. Don't get me wrong.
1: Hey, if Kirk Cousins win the Super Bowl, everybody's going to look at him differently. Both right. those
0: guys have won the Super Bowl. Couple things on the cheese before we jump into uh, this week. Don't rule out Mahomes for MVP. Although I think everyone can't wait to give it to Lamar, as I mentioned.
1: He's he's not even like, he's like he's probably fourth but, right now.
0: Go back to narrative, right? Mahomes was new last year, and I mean, he was kind of doing things that we hadn't seen before. But yeah. I almost feel like he's being, I'll, I'll turn this into a verb, I feel like he's being LeBron, right? Like, if you had to do an MVP every year in the mm-hmm. NBA, you know it's LeBron, because we've seen him leave teams and they go from 60 wins to 20 wins, right? Yeah. Mahomes is third in yards per game. He's tied for fourth in overall TDs, and he's tied for first with two picks, and he's missed two games. He's also third in quarterback rating. But he won it last year, so I feel like it's like, yeah, well, that's just what Patrick Mahomes does.
1: Okay, but but, but, but he's still... But but he's missed time, and unlike the NBA where you have 82 games and you have a bunch of guys right, that's where why LeBron I'm... can sit, if you miss two games, that's an eighth of the season right that, that's there. That's
0: why I'm thinking, he could be... A sleeper, because he has to accumulate yeah. stats, play more. We'll Win see what, big games. Right, we'll see what Lamar does. He already he, beat
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: Exactly. I mean, if he goes into New England and wins there, now it's like, oh, I can just hear the talking headshots, right? Did we forget about Lamar Jackson? I told you guys that Patrick Lamar... Ja- I'm sorry. Lamar Jackson's just... Yeah, see, like He's everywhere. He's controlling my, my words, too. <laughs> Did we forget about Patrick Mahomes? He won the game in New England, and he can make a run in the playoffs, and... I think they kind of are a sleeper, because Tyreek Hill got hurt in the first game of the season, right? So you lose your deep threat. He was injured the other night in the hamstring in the first quarter. Right, and then obviously Mahomes got hurt, and then Sammy Watkins has missed time, and they got a new defense with Stevie Spags. McCall Hardeman, man, that dude's been good, though. Right, they worked him in, and then he's there, but now he's playing with Matt Moore. You know, he
1: went to Georgia. And, you know who else went to Georgia? Baker. Todd Gurley. How come Baker's getting beat left and right for our secondary, yet McCole Hartman? Can I finish my point of the
0: Chiefs before you go off on your tangents? Sure. So the defense is getting accumulated into a new system, and they played great against that night against Denver. I felt like they played well against Green Bay, Minnesota, without Mahomes, right? They had to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes came back, and they're like, oh, we could take, oh, take off against Tennessee. He got smoked. And then they looked pretty good against the Chargers. I mean... But, you know, the Chargers are just a turnover machine. They're like the Bucks in the AFC. Yep. I still don't think they're great, the defense, but at least they've shown glimpses. So I feel like they might be like the 06 Colts. If you remember, everyone said they were terrible on defense and they couldn't hang. And then Bob Sanders started playing like a maniac in, this, in the playoffs. And they
1: played Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl.
0: Right, but, I mean, in the, in the playoffs, I think they gave up like eight and six points. And then they had that shootout classic game with the... Uh, Patriots, but I mean, of course you've got to shoot with the Patriots. Um, Back then, at least, yes. I don't know. The Chiefs need to incorporate a running game to keep their defense off the field. And they've had one 100-yard rusher this entire season in the game against Minnesota, which was probably their best win of the year because it was without Mahomes and their defense and running game. So it's like, oh, look, play good defense and have a running game. We beat good teams. Yeah. So I get it. You have Mahomes. You want to utilize him. But, I mean, their remaining schedule is home against Oakland. Which is pretty much for the division. At New England versus Denver at Chicago versus the Chargers. So they got the all three division games left are home and they go to Chicago and to New England. So I don't know. They I, I sit here and look at the schedule and think they could go four and one, but going six and on the division's tough. So yeah. I almost think they are gonna go four and one, but I think they're going to get knocked off one of those division games and I think they're gonna win in New England. That's my mm. bold prediction, but we'll get into that. In two weeks when that when that game actually happens. Okay. Alright. Um, a couple weeks ago we talked about cross-off teams. Remember that? Yeah. Teams that definitely weren't going to make it. We had nine teams in the NFC. We had I'm sorry. We had nine teams in the NFC going for these six playoff spots. Okay. So we had seven cross-off teams. Sure. And then we had ten teams alive in the AFC. So I think the NFC is down to seven teams. I think it's it's how how it sits right now, it's either going to be Dallas or Philly in the NFC East, right? Packers or Vikings. Packers and Vikings. Well, I'm sorry. Yes. For the division.
1: Packers well, or Vikings. Well, I think
0: I think where it is now is how it's going to be, and then it's either going to be Eagles or Cowboys. So those are your, um, that's your seventh team. One of them is going to be left out. One of them is going to win the division. So we got Packers, Vikings, Saints. Niners. And the Niners Seahawks. Behind them, you have the Rams at six and four, and Carolina is five and five and has been looking a little terrible, but more suspect with Mister uh, Allen recently. Do you think there's any teams in the NFC that can make a run? Because I mean, I think the Eagles can make a run, but I, make a run, they're going to win the division, right? To make to win the division, so I think Dallas is going to be the team.
1: No, I'm left I'm pretty out. sure. So I feel like the only team that is 100 percent locked in is the Saints they're going to win their division. No one's going to challenge them. That's it. Of course. Okay. Seattle may win. San Francisco may win. Green Bay may win. So you're, so you're Minnesota cro- may win. So you're
0: crossing off the Rams at 6 and 4.
1: I mean, if they I mean, they got the freaking Ravens this weekend. If they lose that game, it's over. But I mean, 7 and 4?
0: Yeah, cuz Minnesota's 8 and three. 3 and they're on a bye this week, so they could make up a half game if they win. Um, yeah, listen. I think the Rams are the only team that are realistic, Bears, Lions. Yeah,
1: no. It's funny, they actually used Todd Gurley the other night. He had 25 touches and 97 yards and a touchdown. It's like, I mean, I I understand you're trying to arrest him, but you guys are like on the brink of getting eliminated from the playoffs. you got to start using the workhorse. Like, get him in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you agree? Yes. Rams, Carolina? No. I mean, listen, Rams have a chance, but they're going to have to do something special. Carolina, no, no chance. Okay, five and five with a backup quarterback. No. Do you remember last year? The freaking um, Carolina was six and two, and yeah. they finished the season zero and eight, and finished six and ten. Do you remember that? No, I'm sorry, that's not true. They finished they, seven and nine. They won the last game of the season. Carolina won when, the last game of the year. W- w- yes, when Drew Brees was, uh, you know, on, on hiatus. Yes. So let's go to the AFC real quick. Sure. Locks are Patriots. Chiefs.
0: Chiefs. I don't know. Well are, actually are the no? Chiefs a lot? No,
1: they're not. Patriots We'll talk
0: about that next week when they we play. Patriots Patri- and
1: Ravens. Patriots what are they seven? Are they they're eight and two? They're eight and two. Eight and two. Pittsburgh's in second at five and five. Alright. So yeah, I would I would lock them in. And then uh the South is up for grabs, which the game is literally going on as we speak. Um for that division winner. And then who's the other division I'm missing? The North? No, the North is Ravens. Oh yeah. Um We'll say Chiefs.
0: I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Or at least make the playoffs. If so they're 7-4 the
1: and, and the Raiders are 6-4. and four.
0: Right. Chiefs already beat the Raiders and they play the Raiders at home next week. So if the Raiders beat the Jets this week. Are the Chiefs week, off this week? Yeah. If the Raiders beat the Jets this week, which I think they will. Stranger mm. things have happened. You'll have to wait for my picks to find out. Um, I think the Chiefs will win the West. Okay. Let's say the Chiefs won the West. Let's just let's just put them in there to make this simple, right? You're just hoping that they get over
1: 10, get 10 wins,
0: right? I do have an overticket on ten and a half wins. Yes, <laughs> um, that leaves the South either Indy or Houston.
1: Yeah, I and still then,
0: think one of them's going to make a wild card. Okay, and then let's just okay, let's assume that because I kind of agree with you. Then the other wild card spots are Buffalo, seven. Who and, has
1: a better record than both of these teams? Who are, are seven now. and
0: three? Yeah, Oakland is six and four. Pittsburgh and Tennessee are five and five, and I think we can finally roll out your Chargers at four and seven. Yep, especially since the Raiders have. And come the Jags on. are four and six, but I didn't even put them on here. Yeah, um, I w- I would have to agree with that. So, do you think it's going to be the other AFC South team, meaning Indy or Houston, whoever doesn't win the division? Yes. And are you putting in Buffalo still, Oakland, Pitt, Tennessee?
1: Currently, like yeah. Well, I mean, Buffalo's Buffalo's got a game up on all of them right now. Two on the Titans. Titans are finishing 8-8. Eight eight. I I told you I pushed that and they're going they're 5 and 5 through 10. Why wouldn't they go 8-8? Eight eight? The, the Titans are one of those teams that's really hard to figure out every week. Yeah. Um God, do we trust Buffalo though? It's so hard for me to say that when they're 7 and 3 though. Yeah, I know. The Bills are... What's the Bills' remaining uh, schedule? Do you have that? Uh, I'll pull it up. I, can, I got it right here. I can find it. It's... Um, uh, this week they have Denver at home. Mm-hmm. And they're at Dallas on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, at Dallas. Then they got Ravens. And then they got at Steelers. At and then they got ne- at Patriots. <laughs> so they got one cupcake on it, uh, which is the Jets at home, the last game of the year. Otherwise, at Cowboys is no cakewalk. Ravens, there's no cakewalk. Steelers, I mean, you're at Pittsburgh. Actually, you know what? I don't like the Bills anymore. If they win this weekend against the Broncos and go to eight and three, I think it could. They'll be. finish the season. Best case scenario, ten and six. That's if they beat like the Ravens and the Jets. Yeah, I can see Buffalo. I mean, the Steelers and the Jets. I can see
0: Buffalo falling out of it. I mean, I. I don't like Pitt. No, I don't like I, Pitt either. And Tennessee, you don't know what you're getting week to week, so I
1: think it could be Oakland. You're not going to get three teams from the AFC South; they're not that strong.
0: Yeah, no, I think, could, like I said, I think it could be Oakland. But I think nine yeah. and seven will get you the last spot. I mean, I don't think it uh, could be
1: Oakland or Bills. Yeah, time will tell. All right, so last week,
0: bets favorites went nine four and one against the spread. So the dogs have been barking, but. Back to a heavy favorites week. Okay. Uh, I was a 1-2 last week. Uh, I had Miami plus 6.5 against the Bills. Miami... Was never even in that lost game. Lost by
1: 17. Yeah,
0: they turned into a pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, I had the Jets plus 2.5, which was my one winner. I, I still can't believe they were getting points against Dwayne Haskins. I don't care where the game is, but <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, that was an easy one. And then Philly, I had plus 3.5, looking good up 10 nothing, but no playmakers. Nelson Aguilar can't catch the ball, and uh, I missed that one, too. My parlay, I had the Bears plus 6.5 and,
1: and under 40. Oh, man, you lost by half a point. No, you didn't No,
0: that was ten. It was yeah. 10. I, I did make a bet on just the under because I looked at it and I didn't I just couldn't back the Bears and I was like, I should put the mortgage on the under. You have like two great defenses against probably two of the worst yeah. offenses in the league. And what was the final score? 17 7? Seven? Seven, yeah. That was never in doubt. I that was one of those unders where they couldn't make it low. Like, it was thirty
1: eight. No, was it? I got it at forty. I, I heard a stat that the Bears average Game totals this year were 38 points. Every Bears game average game total was 38. Yeah, points.
0: I had a stat a couple of weeks ago that whenever the Bears win, it's it goes NBA. under. So that was kind of my philosophy here. But I should have known I couldn't have trusted them on the road, even if it was
1: in and, L.A. And, but and something's going on out there in L.A. Cooks has been out. Reynolds, uh, not Reynolds the other year. Robert Woods has been out with a family personal issue. Cooper Cup had zero catches the week before last. So, I mean, like they need to get shit together. Yeah, but, I mean, that's... the.
0: If the under was 31.5, I would have considered going under. Like, that's how confident (laughs) I was with. It would have been plus 250 at that point. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's how just confident I was with that. But anyway, I'm now uh, now
0: 17 and 16 on the year.
1: All right. I, too, went 1 and 2. I had Indy uh, blowing out Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville scored first. So I covered that three points. Uh, completely whiffed on Carolina. Atlanta is one of these teams that, even though they're mathematically basically eliminated, yeah, I thought that they're was, they're playing their ass off. I thought that was their Super Bowl. I didn't think they yeah, followed up with another right. road
0: division win. They
1: beat the Saints the week before in New Orleans, and then you know they they got wiped out by uh, uh, Carolina. Got wiped out by them too. So I lost that one. And then I lost Houston. But like I said, if that pass interference gets called, I think it's a different game, at least for a little bit. But Mm. Lamar Jackson basically told me, sit down. Uh, However, the most groundbreaking news of the weekend was I won my first parlay. Oh, nice. I had New England minus three and a half and under 43 or whatever it was, but it was only 27. So I easily covered that. Um, I subsequently went on to go with the over and the uh, Chargers the night after, and both of those lost. So things are all right in the universe again. Um, so yeah, I am one and two. I'm now one in ten on my parlays. And uh, <laughs> nice. What ten and twenty two? Three. Three. Is that right? Thirty yeah. three. Yeah. Ten and twenty three. So yeah, double digit wins. Here we go. <sighs>
0: I'm just going to blow through the fantasy plays real quick because it was my worst week of the season. Yeah. David Carr, 292, one TD, one pick. And he did a rushing touchdown, so 20.78 points, 2.8 times value. That was fine. I had him too. Jordan Howard didn't even play. Whoops. And (laughs) if you you tried to go with Miles Sanders, he only had 38 yards because for whatever reason, the only way you could beat the Patriots is to run the ball and Philly decided not to run the ball. So Hmm. kudos, Philly. Muhammad Sanu, two catches for four yards. And Tevin Coleman, who I thought had a big game, 12 carries, 14 yards. And he did have three receptions for 48, but he only had 7.7 points for 1.1 times his value. So uh, a terrible week uh, for fantasy plays for me.
1: Yeah, I had um, Carr. Kevin mentioned that. I had Jacobs. He had 23 carries, 112 yards. You know, not terrible, not awesome. Um, I also had Williams, the receiver, four catches for 82. Is there only one receiver in the league named Williams? No, it's Tyrell Williams. Oh, that's right. You went with All Raiders last week. Yeah, but there is a M. Williams, which is for Mike. And I also went with my boy Waller, who had one carry for minus two yards. Tight end, and tight end handoff. Five, seven, five, for, uh, five catches for 78. So, considering Oakland put up 17 points, the only touchdown catch was to some dude named Moreau, who only had two catches for eight yards, but one of them happened to be in the end zone. Uh Oakland didn't cover. They won ugly. They played against Cincy, who had gotten beaten by, you know, I don't know, six touchdowns the week before. So they covered, even though uh I thought it was gonna be a better explosive effort from the Raiders. So that was that. Yeah, not the best week for fantasy, so uh
0: hoping to rebound. Yeah, let's get into this week's three and P. Yes. As well as this week's Daily Fantasy plays, hoping Can't get much worse, Dan, so let's see how we rebound this week. Let's do it. Dan, since you hit your first parlay last week, I will give you the honor of going first with your first best bet for this week. (sighs) All right, so you don't want me to tell you my
1: parlay, right? No, we'll say that for the end as we always do. (laughs) All right. All right. Bet number one. Seattle at Philly. I'm taking Philly minus one. I almost feel like... If they don't win this game, they're not... I mean, they've beaten a bunch of crap teams. I looked long and hard at this game. Who has? Philly or Seattle? Philly.
0: Oh, Philly. Oh, Seattle just beat San Francisco, so... Yeah,
1: Seattle is... I mean, listen. Seattle. Listen. Philly needs to keep pace with Dallas for the NFC East. Dallas this weekend has a very tough test.
0: Did you know that Dallas has not been an underdog this entire season? Shut up. Until this week. Of course. Really? Even on the road? They said... Only the Patriots and the Cowboys have both been favorites in every single game. And as the, <laughs> as the old saying goes, something's got to give.
1: Yeah, especially when they play each other. Philly is coming off an unimpressive performance at home against New England, and I think they need this win. Um, I think the fact that he's going to be playing against Russell Wilson is going to motivate Wentz to to show that you know he's a good player. Seattle's coming across the country for a 1 p.m. start. Um this one's more just a hunch and a feeling. I don't really have a lot of statistical analysis to back it up. I know that some betters may be like, "Well, that's stupid," but I just have a it's feeling. your money. Yeah, exactly. I I just have a feeling that uh, Philly's going to basically come up with a good. Uh, Philly's going to come up with a good game plan this week, and uh, listen, you can move the ball on Seattle's defense, and they're going to be at home. All the crazy ass Birds fans are going to be going wild. You know, Seattle's traveling all the way across the country, like I mentioned, 1 p.m. start. It's only a point. They basically just have to win, you know, 1 point, 2 points. Give me Philly. Minus 1. Okay. My
0: first bet is the Tennessee Titans laying 3 points at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Titans are coming off a bye and need a win to stay alive in this playoff race. They're a little Jekyll and Hyde, as we mentioned earlier, but... Uh, they have been playing better with Tannehill at QB and have won three straight home games, all with Tannehill. Mm-hmm. The Jags, I don't know. I feel like the Jags just couldn't kind of get on the same page this year, right, with Foles, and then he was out, and then Minshew was good for a little, and then he fell off, and now Foles is back. Didn't look so hot last week, and their door's blown off by Indy, no. who was a little shorthanded without T.Y. Mac left that game. Anyway, the Jags continue to say they're going to get Fournette going but he just doesn't – I feel like him and Nick Foles are just two puzzle pieces that just don't fit together because Nick Foles likes to do everything out of the shotgun, RPO stuff. So last week, Fournette had eight carries for 23 yards. When the Jags were in the AFC Championship game two years ago, he was the focal point of their offense, and Borrell's just kind of out there. So I feel like they're just kind of stuck in the middle. Uh, Jags did beat Tennessee on Thursday night. Earlier oh, this year when they God, had, I remember that game. When they had no tape on Minshew and short week and rain, A little bit weird situation it was 14 but
1: fourteen nothing before we even done with the pod.
0: Other than that, the Jags only win besides that game came against the Broncos. Decent win, I guess. It was in Denver. Yeah, but Joe Flacco, like whatever. <laughs> and then they beat the Bengals and the Jets. So I'm not that high on the Jaguars. Give me the Titans to get revenge and pick up Their first Division one of the year. No one goes 0-6 in the division. All
1: right. I feel you. I feel you. Bet number two. Oakland Raiders at the New York Jets. (laughs) I'm going. He teased it earlier, folks. I'm going Jets. Plus two and a half. Is this another hunch? No. I got some statistical data here. Plus two and a half. Plus two and a half Jets. Uh, First of all. I just want to tell everybody, I am zero and three betting on or against the Raiders. So every time I either pick them or pick against them, I don't cover. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Jets. So maybe everybody wants to go to the bank and just lock in Oakland minus two and a half right now. I won. Let me,
0: I won last week with the Jets plus two and a half, and I lost
1: last week. It was my only Jets. It was my only win of the week. So I, I lost last week betting privately for the Raiders minus twelve and a half, and I don't know why I did that. Anyway.
0: You're also hiding them in fantasy. <laughs> the
1: Jets. <laughs> yes, I know, and they screwed me.
0: Give me get to this Jets game. I'm sorry, I keep
1: doing it. The U. Jets U. Thing. have been playing well lately, coming off two straight wins against the vaunted Giants and Washington Redskins. I think this game. I think this is a game that they can win. They're home. Oakland is four and one in games truly in Oakland because they also won that game against the Bears in London, which was counted technically as a as a home game right so they're four and one in games that played in oakland and one in three on the road and this is their first game this season in the 1 p.m eastern time slot the raiders defense is going to give up some yards i think the jets are going to play well um give me the jets two and a half oakland uh not the same team on the road as they are at home
0: okay my second bet is the Cincinnati Bengals plus 6.5 hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers? Hmm. Okay. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because both offenses are struggling and, obviously, the Steelers' defense is good. So, whenever you can get almost a touchdown in a low-scoring game. That's a good start. Next, the Steelers are all sorts of banged up. Uh, James Conner might not play. Juju's almost sure to be out with concussion protocol. Other receiver Deontay Johnson may miss the game. Uh, Pouncey is suspended, who obviously is the center, which yeah is always an important position because he's calling out blitz blitzes and obviously giving the quarterback the ball. Mm-hmm. Bengals hung tough in Oakland as he just alluded to last week, and Ryan Finley is now getting his third start, so hopefully getting a <laughs> he's little to be a season vet. <laughs> hopefully getting a little bit more uh, under his belt. Okay. Did you know that Mason Rudolph... It seems like Mason Rudolph has been in our life all season, right? Because Ben got hurt early. He's only played two road games this year. Really? Because uh, Duck Rogers started in uh, That's true. In LA, L.A. against the Chargers. Which they
1: won, by the way. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. So, on the road, Mason Rudolph is 0-2 with a 52% completion percentage, three TDs and five picks. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think after that whole Miles Garrett story <laughs> that we always had the, the pod with off... It kind of brushed the story under the rug that Mason Rudolph stinks, and he had four picks last last Thursday. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the Bengals need turnovers in this game to win, so be prepared for an abundance of them from Mason Rudolph. And plus, the Steelers have a rematch with Cleveland next week in Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh could be kind of looking ahead, obviously. It's a yeah, division for, rivalry, right? But now, now game, it's yeah. even more heated because of the whole way the game ended. Yep. And Pittsburgh already crushed Cincinnati this year on Monday Night Football, so they're probably just looking past them.
1: Yep. 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 And okay. I have
0: one good stat I heard: winless teams after Week Eight. That would be the Bengals. Yep. Oh, and ten are 63% against the spread. So, <laughs> Where the hell did you hear that? I have my sources. <laughs> yeah, Give me the easy. Bengals plus 6.5. And, and maybe to win the game outright against the Steelers.
1: Wow. Huh. here You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. But the, if you're betting, take the 6.5. The Bengals' <laughs> first win of the year comes at home against the Steelers. Okay. Bet number three. The Dallas Cowboys at New England Patriots. Kev, do you have any idea which way I'm going here?
0: Probably Dallas. I mean, you hate both teams, so one of them's going to screw you.
1: No chance. New England six and a half all day long. They're going to win by like four. Dak, despite leading the league in pass yards currently, is going to be in for a long day. Number one rated offense against number one rated defense. Okay, so Dallas is the Dallas is the number one rated offense. What based on total yards, total points? Both? I don't know. I just thought I said it's a
0: number one-rated offense. It could be points. It could be yards. (laughs) It could be QBR. I mean,
1: honestly, Dan's like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Jason Garrett is going to have that dumbfounded look on his face by the (laughs) second quarter where he's going to be putting up one. Like, can we just get one point? That's what he's going to be saying. He's going to be clapping. Listen, the Cowboys team is loaded with talent. Between Cooper and Zeke and the linebacking core and Demarcus Lawrence, but they lack discipline and leadership. Outside of Dak, the, the coaching is just... I mean, Jason Garrett is a figurehead for Jerry to be clapping up there. I just have no confidence in them. Um, Bill and Tom coming off a lackluster offensive performance. Did you see Brady's postgame interview last week where he was asked? And he's like... Eh. Yeah, it was a little frustrated." He was like, yeah, yeah, we could do better. Yeah, he's going to come out... He's going to want to do better against the number one ranked defense and be like, yeah? I'm sorry. That's the other, other side of the ball. Listen... There's not really too much to think about here. If Dallas gets down by fourteen nothing early, they're just going to sit there and uh, shut down. Dak's going to be trying his hardest. The defense, I don't, I, I just don't see it. Dak has shown great leadership of late, but against New England, he's definitely going to struggle. Ride in the Patriot bandwagon to beat a second NFC East team in a row and cover. Give me New England six and a half. Okay, my
0: third bet is the Green Bay Packers. Plus three and a half. Yes, I want to know which way you're going on this. So Green Bay is coming off a bye, and San Francisco has some cluster injuries on offense. Uh, Matt Breida and George Kittle are still doubtful, Mm. and Emmanuel Sanders and Dante Pettis are questionable. Niners' success earlier in the season came from running the ball, which they couldn't do last week and had to struggle to come from behind to beat the Cardinals. I think I read Tevin Coleman's stats earlier of 12 carries for 14 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I think San Francisco's vaunted pass rush, which don't get me wrong, is pretty nasty, is more successful against non-mobile QBs, and you've seen that pass rush struggle a little bit more in the two games against Kyler Murray and last or two weeks ago against Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, although aging, can still move around back there in the pocket. And San Francisco better be careful because they could lose home field advantage and they could lose the division lead. So give me Green Bay plus three and a half in San Francisco. Mm -hmm -hmm.
1: All right. What's your parlay, Dan? you got to go two in a row here? Uh, i I'm I, I feel good about my chances because it's actually a game that you picked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm taking Tennessee minus three and a half. Also, oh, I'm at three. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I can do it that too. You want to? Is keep it three it and this? a half? I did, I did. I, I, I honestly looked on ESPN, so I know we're going off Fanduel. Did you look on Fanduel? Uh, yes. All right. So then I'll take it at three. I have the under also at forty-one and a half. I don't know if. What do you think? It's it's your pick. You tell me what you think. No, 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 no. Is that the accurate number? Forty-one and a half. Listen, I I didn't look. Jacksonville against the Tennessee defense. I think they're going to have a hard time putting up points. I think the uh, the Tennessee defense may cause a turnover or two and put their offense in a good field position. I think Tannehill does enough to get by. I think the brunt of that team. They are a typical ground and pound team. Derrick Henry is probably third or fourth in the league. I think he's got 900 yards on the season. They're going to try to run the ball with him, and they are going to have Tannehill throw as much as need be on long situations, but I don't see it going over the total of 41.5, so give me Tennessee and the under. Okay.
0: My parlay this week. Is one of my games? No. Oh. <laughs> It's hard to say it, but I'm going to take the New York Giants plus 6 and over 40 points. Whoa! But we're at Soldier this year. We are in Chicago. We beat them last year, remember? When they were 12-4? and It might be part of my handicap if you can let me speak for 30 more seconds. Thanks. (laughs) If anyone can help the Bears offense get going, it's the Giants. But I still like this game to be close. Giants are coming (laughs) off a bye, and... Let's face it, Schirmer's coaching for his job, so as conservative and lame as he is, he should be pulling out all the stops, although I'm definitely not confident that he will. There could be a trick play or two in there. They played the Bears last year and won 30-27 to in overtime. One of the Bears' four losses. Go Giants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though the Giants blew a 10-point lead with under two minutes to play, do you remember that? I remember they played Chase
1: Daniel, because Trubisky was out.
0: Oh yeah, the Giants only beat backup quarterbacks. Trubisky might be out this week, but I think he's going to play. Okay. And he'll probably get his confidence back. However, <laughs> uh, the Giants, like I said, are coming off a bye, so they should have... <laughs>
1: they should be all rested and ready to go.
0: Yes, they should be healthy. I think Sterling Shepard's coming back. Uh, Evan Ingram's questionable. Saquon's ankle gets another week to heal up. And Saquon's coming off 13 carries for one yard, so he can't get much worse. And Yeah. Uh, I mean, news. we saw the Raiders pound it on... Um, The Bears in London a few weeks ago. You mentioned Todd Gurley had a good game last week. So uh, as good as the, I, I would still say the Bears defense is above average, but I still think the Giants can come out here and keep the game close. Not suck. Yeah, I'll say like 24, 21 Bears. But give me the Giants plus six and over 40. All right. Dan, for your fantasy plays this week, did you go with all Steelers
1: against the Bengals? One hundred percent. Just whoever's out there. And you know what? I I couldn't even name four uh, starters on the Steelers' offense after the <laughs> after the injury report that you named. So, no, no, no. Uh, this week I broke it up slightly. Uh, slightly. No. Uh, well, he's
0: stacking. He's stacking everybody with a flex kicker.
1: Give me <laughs> Sammy Donald at home against the Donald or Darnold. Donald. <laughs> That's how the Boston people say it, Darnold against Oakland's sketchy defense. I think he's gonna. You're
0: loving the Jets this week.
1: I mean, listen, they play better at home. They have their they have their moments where they where where they light it up. I I I just foresee good home game win
0: against the Giants.
1: Yeah, I sure. I just (laughs) I just foresee him uh, throwing a deep ball to Robbie Anderson for like a sixty-yard touchdown. You know, I see Le'Veon Bell catching a bunch of passes out of the backfield and actually running the ball this week. Um, you know, I just, you know, Jamison Crowder has easily been their best re- receiver going so far. Uh, 7400 7, Sam okay. Darnold. Darnold, give it to me. I went cheaper with my quarterback
0: value. Did you? Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> Whoa! 7300 <laughs> oh, Wow, That's how good Sam Darnold is. He's on the same level as one Jeff Driscoll. Uh. Sam, uh, Sam, now I'm saying your guys. Jeff Driscoll is averaging 23 points over the past two games since taking over the starting job. And Washington sucks. They give up four TDs to Sam Darnold last night. There
1: you go, see?
0: So give me Jeff Driscoll. I can't let him picking Jeff Driscoll on the road. That just yeah. sounds funny. But was, well, you're a Gator stranger fan. Stranger so. things have happened. Did he go to Florida? He did. Oh, I didn't even know that, so. I'm not really a Gator fan. All Whatever. right,
1: anyway. Who's your running back? David... Montgomery playing the Giants D. That's all I have to say. That's your. That's, your, that's it. That's all you got to say. I he, mean, the Giants' defense is atrocious, and they can't stop a nosebleed. He and, sucked
0: recently. Nah. I don't know. I feel like the Bears.
1: Hey, listen, they were so
0: high on him coming out of camp, and I feel like they just he was a good player. He dual won. threat, run catch, and I feel like they don't utilize him. I don't know. I mean, if I had Mitch Trubisky, I'd try to run the ball as much as possible.
1: Um. Yes. Considering that their offense, I mean, you know, they got that tight end. Uh, who is it, Miller? I don't remember what the uh, the tight end. Who are you talking is. about? The Bears tight end, Anthony Mills a wide receiver. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't him, but anyway, um, <laughs> David. <laughs> Tell Mon- me more, David Montgomery. Their tight end's Trey Burton. Yeah. See, like I said, um, he's due. Let's just say he's due. He's had a bunch of tough games recently. He played the Rams' tenth-ranked defense on the road last week. He's played ninth, the ninth-ranked defense against Philly, the fifth-ranked defense against Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know he's due. I feel like he's gonna run all over the G-Men this weekend because God, who doesn't? And uh, that's what's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> There's my expert analysis. Take it for what it's worth, folks.
0: My running back this week is Darius Geis. 5,400.
1: Jeez, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel.
0: I am finding value so you guys can go start Christian McCaffrey. and Yeah, he better do something. Fantasy team. Everybody. Um, Darius Geis only had seven carries in his first game back last week, but did have a 45-yard touchdown reception. Mm, On a screen pass. Against your New York Jets. (laughs) Whoa. Redskins had to abandon the run because they were getting smoked. And this game, I think, will be a little bit closer. Isn't it funny? I have two guys in the probably the least appealing game of the week. Redskins and Lions. Yep. Uh, this game will be a little bit closer, so I think guys will have a bigger workload. Uh, Adrian Peterson probably won't be on the team next year, so Redkins, Redskins probably want to see more of Geis, and I feel like they'll work him more into the game plan this week against a Lions defense that has been... Terrible against the run, so give me Darius Geis at a very appealing $5,400. All right, who's your wide receiver? I think like I went with the same guy,
1: but we'll find out in 30 seconds. Calvin Big Game Ridley. No, but you go with him every week, so I should have known that. I don't go with him every week. Do you write down who we go with every week? No, okay, well, you, then you're wrong, but I have it recorded. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Thanks to Anchor. Um, Calvin Ridley, 6,700. They are... No, he's moving
0: up. He used to be in the fives. No. I remember Cal Riley was like 5,500. You're
1: kidding. I mean, he's getting more catches. Go oh, ahead. Are you kidding me? He's a great receiver. He's like Julio Jr. They both went to Bama. They both can play. Look, 31st ranked pass defense for Tampa. Yet... Tampa must have a really strong front seven because they're second against the rush, but 31st against the pass. That's for fantasy points. That's not actually... Right. That's what I'm talking... Well, oh. is, Isn't this segment for fantasy? Last week, coming off a monster game, eight receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown against Carolina on the road. They typically play better at home. He has had uh, touchdowns in at least five of his 11 games this year. Um... Julio's going to draw some double teams. He's like that receiver that is able to get open and make plays when Julio's getting double teamed. Give me Calvin. All right.
0: My wide receiver, I can't believe this guy was only $7,000, but I can understand why. Odell Beckham Jr., Whoa, $7,000. I know he hasn't scored a TD since week two. and I know all the struggles and him being frustrated with the offense. Mm-hmm. I know, and I know that's why he's $7,000. Yep. However, he does have 10 and 12 targets respectively over his last two games. little force feeding going on probably. A little bit. And the guy is just too talented not to score. So I'm looking for a big game at home against the Miami Dolphins. I'm thinking Beckham might go like... Eight for like one eighty four and like two touchdowns. Like I I'm thinking he's gonna have a really big game, so give me Beckham for a measly seven thousand dollars.
1: Three straight wins for the Browns? Do I smell it? Yeah. Against the Dolphins? the Dolphins at home? Who you picked? Yeah. I didn't pick them. Last week. Yeah, great. Flexi. Gimme Hooper. Four straight games in a row with a receiving touchdown, at least four, at least six catches in four of his last six games. Is he injured? He's questionable, but he's going to get in there. I'm just joking. No, but he is. He's questionable. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, he's trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but that's okay. He'll be in there. They need him for the playoff run. <laughs> Listen, Anytime you can get up against Do you just
0: go in alphabetical order and you're like, Atlanta? Oh, I like Ridley. I like Cooper. <laughs> no.
1: No, negative. (laughs) Listen, Hooper catches a lot of touchdown balls, and Ridley's on my fantasy team. All right, my flex is James Washington, 6,100. The only receiver left on on Pittsburgh.
0: I actually wrote down, he appears to be the only receiver left on Pittsburgh. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't write that, but it could have been. Uh, It's true, though. Juju appears to be out. Deontay Johnson may also miss the game. I mentioned this in my Bengals handicap. Look for Washington to pick up the slack. Lead team in receptions and yards versus Cleveland the week before, and I think the Steelers will need to throw because I think the Bengals will be winning. So give me James Washington at a cheap $6,100. Look at this rock star team. Jeff Driscoll, Darius Geis, Beckham, and James yeah, Washington. Odell
1: Beckham. like. Yeah. I mean, not the Beckham of old, but still a name. One touchdown. <sighs> yeah, well, no one's perfect. All right, so that will conclude this week of the Rambler and the Gambler. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Maybe I'll start tweeting this weekend about what I see, like everybody else does. You know, going off with the uh, the football games, like play by play or you know penalty sure. by penalty. We should do it. Check us out; it'll be fun. You want, be, you want to tell them what the handle is, or you just want yeah to at Rambler Gambler Four.
0: Okay, on Twitter. Well, if you um, if you want us to check them out, got the, gotta let the yep, people yep, know. Yep, at Rambler Gambler four. Yes, and as always uh, at the Rambler and the Gambler at gmail dot com. Feedback, questions, segments, additions. You guys throw it out there. We Const- might read it on on the air here. Constructive criticism. And as always, iTunes, like, review, share, tell your friends. Take Thanks as the always bank. for listening. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game, and Dan and I will be back a little bit earlier next week with Thanksgiving coming up. So uh, stay tuned for that. What's better than Thanksgiving football, turkey, and
1: drinks. and gambling? Yeah, but we'll talk. True.
0: We'll touch that. Touch on that more next week. Enjoy the weekend.
1: We're gonna have to get all of our bets in before we leave the great state of New Jersey, right? Because we're headed to Delaware, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. Adios, amigos.